we kind of complete each other's senses sometimes. It's kind of uh, a little scary. Uh, my wife thinks that uh, it's a little odd that the two of us can, uh, you know, think the same way. And Don Banky and Kevin Hopp, a dynamic duo if there ever was one, the two heads of the Spash Cross Country team that's led the program to be one of the best in the state. For Don, he's been there 44 years, they've been to state 42 of them, and he's won 11 state titles. In the early 2000s, that's when Kevin got there and they've only won four state titles since then, including this past year. I speak to both of them about a long career in coaching, especially Don, who's been there since 1978, but then also about what makes this duo work so well. What, what do you first remember when you first got to Spash? And Don, I'll start with you because that was 45 years ago. Um, what led you to Spash originally? Uh, when I was in college at UWSP, I made the decision that I wanted to go into coaching and education. And I knew that from my freshman year on. And, and I got an opportunity to, to get the job at Spash. And uh, I thought I was going to just be there for one year, something to put on my resume, a uh, place to get started. And uh, one year led to the next and, and so on. And and uh, we had some success early on. And uh, in the early 80s, we won a lot of state titles. And then uh, uh, I didn't Kevin until his uh, seventh grade year. We didn't have a junior high team at the time. And uh, suddenly Kevin showed up. His cousin brought him with him. And, uh, that was my first experience with uh, junior high kids. And then Kevin went out and recruited some of his friends. And all of a sudden, we had five kids. And we went to a meet. <laughs> and we scored. And and we started winning JV meets, junior high meets and, and uh, JV meets and varsity meets all at the same time. And so uh, our program was good before Kevin got there, but uh, he helped us get to the next, second level. And then he went off to college and came back and coached uh, for a couple of years at Rapids before we got a chance to get him back here in town. And it's just been a really great uh, opportunity to work with uh, somebody that uh, I loved coaching and, and loved uh, coaching. Loved coaching him when he was a runner and, and now coaching with him. Yeah, Don, I'll go back to your early days. But yeah, I want to talk about Kevin a little yep. bit. Kevin, what do you first remember when you first got to Spash? I know you ran there and then you came back coaching. Um, what was that like? You know, it did, uh, wasn't anything that I planned. I, I went away to college at the University of Minnesota and ended up getting a job back in central Wisconsin at Wisconsin Rapids, as Don mentioned. And I was coaching track there. And I, I just really wanted to coach cross country too. And I, I wasn't going to get that opportunity there. And I had an opportunity to come back to Stevens Point and teach and, and coach and yeah my first day it was it was a little weird being back as the coach but it really not much had changed it was still kids going out for a run and, and kids wanting to get better and kids just you know buying into what we were selling mm -hmm. all right so Don going back to what was the first year you were coaching 77 do the math it was 77 yeah. what was that first year like I mean what did you learn after taking control of a program well, it, it was a, a bit of a shock for me uh, how little those guys on the team actually knew about running. They they didn't have much background. They didn't uh, hadn't hadn't had really any success, and yet they were fairly talented kids. And so it was just perfect timing that I walked into a school where I had some kids that could run. They just didn't know it. And uh, the very first year, we were fourth at the state meet. We were twenty four points away from being state champs uh, in the first year. And so. Uh, I made a real connection with the kids, built some real positive relationships, and uh, uh, then I was given the opportunity to come back and eventually got a teaching job in the district, and uh, things really took off from there. Mm -hmm. What is involved in the coaching of running? Because, I mean, you've been to, what is it, 41 of the last 43 state I think now it's 42 of the last 44 yeah. with this right. last year. 
Um, I mean, what's involved in coaching those runners at that time? Because that's a very quick turnaround for your first year. It is. And, and what I did on the first day, I walked in and I, I took them out for a run and they said, how far are we going? And I said, well, this is a 10 mile loop. And, you know, they did it and nobody complained and they did it quite well. And when he got back, they were shocked. And I asked them why they'd never run 10 miles before. And they said, nobody ever asked us to. So I was the guy out of college who just showed up and said, look, this is what we do. This is how we become runners. We go out and we run, we run frequently. We run far sometimes run fast. And, and that's really all there is to it. And I was young and fit. And so I could run with these guys and they wanted to run with me. And it was just a really perfect combination. And, uh, you know, it, it just was, I, I think, uh, a bit of luck that I ended up walking into Smash. A friend of mine told me there was a job available there. And I ended up with this great group of kids and they passed on that love of running to the next group. And we started a tradition that uh, is still intact today. Yeah. And sometimes when you're working with high school kids, um, you tell them run 10 miles and they've never done that before. They complain a little bit. They get a little grumpy about it. Um, I mean, how do you maintain that relationship with them of that level of respect to get them to run that without complaining and to just kind of, you know, respect you as a leader? Well, I wasn't quite sure that first day because, you know, we're, we live in a nation where people are exceptionally good at complaining. And I really did think that I was going to, perhaps run into some of that when I started, but uh, really I, it, what we really had was a group of a couple of guys and at the front of the group that, that bought into this right away. And to be a part of the team, to be a part of the fun, the fun was at the front of the group. That's where the good conversations went on. That's where the jokes were. That's where the insults flew back and forth between guys that banter. If you've ever been in a group of runners out on the road, it's really fun to be in that group. And these guys learned to love that early. And then the younger guys wanted to come up. They, in order to be a part of the group, you had to run with the lead group. And I think that's still true today, that uh, our guys, wanna, our young guys want to be a part of that group. And uh, in order to get there, you've got to be able to run seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles. And uh, there's, there's no other shortcut to building a good team. You've got to be out on the road and you've got to be running mileage and sometimes some long mileage. Kevin, what do you remember about his coaching style? Uh, he was honest. That's, that's the thing that I remember most. And, uh, but he, but he made it fun and he inspired us. I mean, he would tell us stories about these prior teams and you want, as he said, you want to be part of that. You wanted to be a member of that. Uh, my seventh grade year, as Don said, my cousin brought me the first day and Don talked about the tradition of the early eighties and, I, I was the only seventh grader there, but I kind of made a promise to myself that we were going to win the state title before I left there. And it took, uh, took to my senior year, but we built a team and we did that. And, you know, I, he just is able to do that. And I think that has kind of continued on as we go forward with each group of kids, you know, to that same point uh, where he said he runs, you know, 10 miles. We, you know, our first day, we kind of expect our seventh graders to run three miles. And many of them have never run more than a mile before. So, so they kind of get themselves out there and about a mile and a half, they start realizing they're out there a ways, but, but they finish it up. And then the next day they come back and they're like, well, that wasn't so bad. I can do this again. And by the end of the week, a lot of them are running four or five miles. And, you know, the week before they had never gone farther than a mile. So it's, if you ask them, they usually do it. Mm -hmm. Of course. When you first got there, how many state titles were they at at that point in his tenure? I believe we were at seven. Seven. Okay. And so you see, so he already had developed that, 
you know, pedigree, what that was about 20 years into his coaching tenure, right? Yeah, be about right. Mm -hmm, Of course. And of course, Don, that first state title, what what year did that come in? That was 1980. 1980. What was that year and that moment like? Well, I mean, when you're a new coach and you're trying to establish a program and you're trying to convince guys that they can convince that they can compete with the top teams in the state, that's a bit of a tough sell, especially when you take over a program that had never been to a state meet, had never won a conference title. And so there was a bit of a, uh, a, uh, a gap there to, to uh, cross and convince these guys that, that we could be successful. But uh, then when we got to 1980, we, we, uh, our, our guys ran a tremendous uh, effort at the state meet. We beat Menominee Falls, a team that nobody thought we could beat. And then at that point, the, the opposite was the case, that our guys expected to show up. They expect to win. And Kevin and I have to monitor that, that we don't want that creeping in, that just because we put the jersey on, we go out and win. Just because teams, we won all those state titles back in the 80s and, and a bunch in the 90s, that doesn't mean that we go to a state meet. No, you, you've got to do the work that, that everybody else has done and, and I think our guys are always aware of that. As Kevin said, we are always honest with our guys. We do not sugarcoat anything. If we're good, we tell them we're good. If we're not good, we tell them we're not good. But we always tell them no matter what we are, we can always get better. And uh, so I think that's been the message from the time I started in 77, that we were going to build a program here. We were going to compete with the best teams. And every year we would, maybe we wouldn't be great, but we were going to be competitive. And uh, our guys were going to, uh, be treated like every other team. And we were going to coach our guys, our top guys, our, our talented guys and our untalented guys, and everybody's going to have the same opportunity on our team. And I think that's one of the things that's made us successful over this long period of time. This is the last question I'll ask before I get to the, the Kevin and Don days. Yeah. Um, but the 1985 team, you wrote a book about it. Talk to me about that team. <laughs> well, it wasn't the best team we've ever had here, but it was certainly the best story and I guess in, in terms of, you know, if, if you were going to write a book, if you were going to have a movie, this is the one that you would want because it was just a special group of athletes. And we, of course, had a special needs student on, on that uh, team who had never run before. And we found him on our varsity in the thick of things. And, uh, you know, we just it was one of those stories that as it was happening, I kept thinking, I can't believe this is really happening. And when it was all over, I said to somebody, I ought to write a book about this. And, and of course it took me 25 years to actually sit down and write the book. Uh, but now that it's out there, people really appreciate it. And people who are runners love the story and people who are not runners enjoy the story because it's just a heartwarming story about the positive influence that high school sports can have on individuals and, and the best, how it brings out the best in people. And, and it certainly did on that group. I know it brought out the best in me. And I know that if you asked anybody who was on that team, they would tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. So was that, is that book just one example of why you are a coach today? Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was really the best part of high school athletics, the best part of our program, the best part of me as a coach. Uh, I try to live up to that every year since. And it's, it's not easy. You have to set a high standard and, you know, as you get older, it's, it, it gets a little more difficult for me to be uh, as energetic and as involved uh, as I as once was. I, I wish I had the energy that I had in 1985, but uh, I, I have more experience and more knowledge that hopefully I can impart some of that to the guys. 
And uh, we have our young guys come in and a lot of them read that book. And uh, they, I think they find it very inspirational. And, and I think anybody should uh, that reads a book, I think, could be inspired by that story. Now, let's get to the uh, Kevin and Don days. I think that's what, 2000? Is that the first year if I'm doing my math right? 2003 was the first time I was at Spash. 2000 okay. when I started coaching Rapids. So. Okay, so two, 2002. Um, how did you guys develop the relationship of co-head coach? Was that difficult? Was it easy? What was that transition like? I can tell you that from the day Kevin joined the program as a seventh grader, I knew there was something real special about the kid. Anytime I needed help, there's always the one guy on the team that I yell his name and say, hey, I need help with this. And, and I found myself yelling Kevin's name and he was a seventh grader. Why am I asking a seventh grader to help me with something? And, uh, you know, if I was looking for my clipboard or I'm looking for a stopwatch and then Kevin would look at me and realize he's just a very perceptive person. He knew when I needed help and he would be the guy that would be right at my shoulder and step in and help with whatever the situation was. And uh, I think he was destined to be an educator and destined to be a coach. And I think everybody who knew him knew that from an early age. Kevin, did you get that same idea at that age? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the coaching aspect. You know, my parents, I was pretty lucky. They always were volunteering uh, with youth sports as best they could when I was younger. So I kind of saw that and I just always enjoyed uh, kind of working with stuff and I think the best thing about seventh grade when I came was they treated me like I was part of the team, even though I was the only one there uh, of seventh and eighth grade. And uh, we, not every meet had a junior high race. So when I was there, I wanted to be busy. I wanted to be part of it. And the best thing was, is I kind of, in essence, became a manager, I guess, or, or even an assistant kind of coach. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I loved everything about the team. I loved everything about the guys and what we were doing. And I do think that, yeah, at that point, I, I kind of realized that maybe this was something I wanted to do as I got older. And, uh, you know, well, let's see, that'd be almost 30 years ago yeah. that now here I am and I'm, I'm still doing it. So. Uh -huh. so obviously, I know you, you I think you might have said this earlier, but when you left SPASH, you knew you kind of want to go into coaching, but you didn't know exactly if you were going to go back to SPASH, right? Correct. I was just, I mean, I was at the University of Minnesota and I didn't necessarily even think I was going to come back to, to Wisconsin. I, I think, uh, you know, you go up there and there's a lot of uh, things to do for young people in the Twin Cities. It's a great area, a great place. Uh, just so happened my first job, you know, I sent out a lot of applications and it ended up being back in central Wisconsin. And then once I was back here, I was like, well, I, I enjoy it here. I like it here. And, and so then it was obvious maybe to come back to, to Smash at that time. Mm -hmm. So when you hop on the team, I mean, Don said it was natural when you were in seventh grade. Was it pretty natural and seamless when you guys became co-head coach? I'll, I mean, on my end, I think so. Yes. I mean, we, we kind of complete each other's senses sometimes. It's kind of uh, a little scary. Uh, my wife thinks that uh, it's a little odd that the two of us can, uh, you know, think the same way. And, uh, but, you know, I, yeah, I think it was, I mean, it was pretty natural. It was like, we hadn't really skipped a beat in there. Don? What I found is that, you know, we, as coaches, often you conflict on your training philosophy, your racing philosophy, and how you treat people, but we don't. I mean, we're really on the same wavelength. And part of it is because he came through the program. So obviously, uh, he was brought up on the training uh, philosophy that we have, the way that we race. And, and that really hasn't changed since I started in 77. So Kevin came into that. He went off to college. He learned some other things, and he coached for a couple of years at Rapids, where he did uh, bring uh, some different ways of training and slightly different race approaches. 
but not that different. I mean, the the core beliefs that that we have, we share those. And, and I think the the most important thing is that uh, we knew how we like to be treated as athletes when we were runners, and that's how we treat our runners. And I think that's the key component in our success. And uh, one of the reasons that that we get along so well is that we're saying the same things to the kids. They're not hearing two different messages from two different co-head coaches. And, uh, and I think that's really an important thing that they, they hear that consistently every day from two people that hopefully they respect the things we, we tell them and respect uh, the traditions of our program. Mm-hmm. Don, by that point, when he came there, you'd been there for 25 years. Um, did you learn to delegate a little bit more? Was it just more you had two different voices? Well, for a long time, I was the only coach uh, on the team. And then uh, I got an assistant coach and it was Pat Leahy who who works with our track guys, the distance guys. And uh, he's gone over and works with the girls cross country team. And that opened up an opportunity for Kevin to to get back in and and coach on the guys side of this thing. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm not especially good at delegating. Uh, Like a lot of people, you get used to just being in total control of, of your program. Um, and initially, Kevin was my assistant. And after, I think, a year or two of that, I just said, heck, he's every bit as, as qualified as I am, in some ways more so. And we really balance each other out. And so uh, it, it turns out that Kevin is really good at this technology stuff, uh, which is not my strength. And so, I mean, that's been a real godsend to have him be able to do a lot of that stuff. And, uh, and I get to do the things that I really uh, enjoy doing, the, the parts of coaching that, uh, that I feel like I, are my strengths. And then Kevin gets to do the things that are his strength as well. And it's really a good blend. Kevin, can you back that up? Yeah, I would say that uh, I'm not sure we'd be registered for a lot of meets uh, electronically if Don was still doing it. <laughs> we, <laughs> probably, we probably missed some events here and there. Uh, so I take care of that portion of it. Well, and I, I could tell just by setting up the Zoom, it was it was Kevin taking control, which Don yeah, was okay yeah, with I, it. it. It's kind of like working with your grandpa and this stuff, <laughs> guiding him through it. So I would have to learn this stuff. I, I think I could learn, and, and I have a wife and daughter who could help me, but uh, I don't have to. I just, like I did when he was in seventh grade, I just turn and go, Kevin, and all of a sudden he's there, and he knows what what needs to be done. I want to talk about this year because you guys were the only school really in our, our area, at least that moved your schedule to the spring. Um, you've been here 45 years, Don, Kevin, you've been coaching for 21 years. Have you seen anything like what you saw this past year? Simple answer is no. Uh, that was heart wrenching for those guys last summer when we kind of saw potentially this coming, Uh, We were trying to prepare them for the fact that there might not be a season or it wasn't going to look like it was going to. And then it got delayed two weeks and we were hopeful that we were going to be able to actually run. That's what we were looking for. And the rest of the conference went forward and and then we found out we weren't be able to. And that that really hurt these guys. That was hard. I mean, and they all handled a little bit differently, but that was kind of crazy. And we didn't really know it was new territory for us, too. I'll let Don talk on that a little bit, but that's that's not anything that I've ever seen in 21 years. Yeah, well, our guys uh, in the summer before the 2019 season, they were excited. They made their way to the Nike team national meet. They were so energized and excited for the next season to chase a state title and 
uh, try to get another trip out to Oregon for the, the national meet. Um, and then that ended abruptly when our school district stepped out of it. And, and I was perfectly fine with that decision. I, I just thought there was there was more risk than reward at that point. But it, as Kevin said, our guys were just stunned by that. They were really hugely disappointed. And we couldn't tell them we were going to get a spring season. We didn't know that. I think that was the hardest part for, for me in particular, just sitting here wondering, are we going to get a chance to have a spring season? Or are we going to have this great team that we knew we had and they would never get the opportunity to show it. And so, you know, we were all really thankful, first of all, when we were told there would be a season, and secondly, when we were told that there would be a state meet, and not just a culminating an event, but a real state meet. And so that was really a great opportunity and for our guys, and, and, uh, and I'm just glad the WI was able to give that to us. On that, they, uh, you know, not schools around here went in the fall, but a lot of the better schools uh, statewide went in the spring. So then once we knew we had a season, we could sell that to the guys like, hey, this is a real state event. This isn't just, uh, you know, something put together by WIA to give us you know, a participation trophy. Some of the better runners and some of the better teams are competing right now. So let's go out there and show what we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask that because obviously going to the spring, you're missing some of that group, but did it still feel like a real state title? I mean, Don, you have 11 of them. Kevin, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. how many you have, but I mean, did it feel like a real state title at that point? In the end, it did. But initially, Kevin and I agreed that we were going to start practice. We were going to follow all the protocols, all the rules. We we're going to take the guys out. We we're going to get them some exercise. And that was it. The bar was set pretty low. Like, okay, we'll just like, like make this a running club and it won't be a real season, but I would say that by the end of that first workout, Kevin and I got after practice and went, well, it's on. These guys want to go. They they are dead serious about this. And so, boy, from that first practice on, it started to feel like a real season. And obviously, the schedule was different. But workouts day to day, it was a real season for us. And then, obviously, we would have liked to have some of the bigger invitationals that we had, but we didn't. And so, uh, but once we got to the, the state meet, it really did have the feel of, of a state meet. And uh, yeah, as you said, I've been to a lot of them and it was just as exciting. The field was a little bit smaller, but uh, certainly it did feel every bit like a state meet. Yeah, not that same thing. I think we, uh, on the bus ride down, Don and I looked at each other and we're like, this is, this is a state meet. This is a state meet bus. When I go on the, the ridges, we're going down to, to uh, Janesville, but other than that, it was a state meet bus. And then you got off the bus, and they had the music pumping and they had the, you know, the banners and everything. And, and it was a state meet feel then. And our guys definitely had the state meet feel when they came off the bus and, and on the warm up and everything else. And yeah, to them, it was, it was just a normal state meet, except we were running it in, in May. And one of the things we told the guys going in was that because there were two state meets, uh, there were going to be people that were going to say, well, this wasn't the real state meet. This was the, the smaller version, the scaled down version of this. And, and as we said to the guys, you know, people are going to say that we can't stop them from saying that, but we hope the second thing out of their mouth is, but those guys from Spash, they showed up and they ran and that was a great team. And, and I think that was the sense after that race was over, people knew that uh, we were the real thing. And, and we're pretty certain that whether we ran in the spring or ran in the fall, we feel like we have the best team in the state. So now you guys have 19 years together. Don, you have 45 years of coaching overall. How long do you think you can keep this duo going? <laughs> well, I guess some of that hinges on my health. Uh, 
And uh, at, at this point, you know, I, I love what I get to do. I, I know that I wouldn't be coaching if I didn't have Kevin as an assistant. And so uh, he certainly makes my life uh, easier as a coach. And, and I hope that, you know, I balance that out a little bit, but uh, I, I know that I, I'm good for another year or two and we'll have to see beyond that. So uh, you'd have to talk to some of my doctors, I guess, to get the best answer, but I'm, I'm in good health and I'm, I'm excited about coming back this fall. And you just keep doing it because you love it, right? Absolutely. And uh, boy, it's, it's uh, I had a wonderful experience as a high school runner. I had an outstanding coach and, uh, and that's one of the things that, you know, I, I know how important that can be to some of our young men. And I, I hope that when guys leave our program, they feel that uh, they were part of something special. And I, I hope that they carry with us really good memories. And I, I hope that I can continue doing this for a little bit longer and, and uh, provide that service for our young men. Kevin. Well, the same thing I know. People ask, you know, all the time, when's Don going to retire? He doesn't know that maybe they ask me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I always say, I don't think he's going to it anytime soon. He enjoys what he's doing. He, you know, what we do works well. Um, there's, there's no conflict here. As Don said before, you know, we kind of complete each other's senses and help each other out. And I, I have no need to push him out the door if that's what people are looking for. Uh, we, this, this works out outstanding. And uh, I love working with him every day. And Here's a small little thing that he knows too. My our, my son is an eighth grader this year, so he will be joining the team. And you know, sometimes it's good to have uh, someone besides your dad be your coach. So as long as uh, Don wants to be here and uh, stick with it and help us out with that, uh, that'd be great too. Here's enjoying it while it lasts. Yeah, taking Absolutely. and learning every day, trying to trying to pick his brain a little bit more, so that uh, eventually, maybe at some point in time, when he decides he wants to hang it up for good, and I'm hopefully able to be. You know, head coach still, then, then I can keep building on it. Last question I have, Kevin, I'll start with you, then I'll go to Don. I mean, when you look back at how you've built this program and the foot or the mark that you've left on the program, how does that make you feel? Because Kevin, how many state titles do you have since you've been there? Is it four, three? It's, it's four. Yeah, I think it's, it's four. four and uh, three, or I'm sorry, five runner-ups since I've been. Five runner-ups. I mean, how do you feel about the mark that you've left on this program so far? I, you know, I try not to think of it that way, but uh, if you put it that way, I, I think it's great. Like, you know, one of the fondest memories I have from high school is the relationships I made in, in cross country and, and the work we put in to win a state title. And, and that's carried over to what I've learned and how I put that into my life with my family and, and my job. And so I hope that that's the same thing that we're instilling in these guys. You know, yeah, it's great to win a state title, but that, that kind of fades. But the the, the memories that you had built with your teammates and the hard work you put in and, and the lessons you learned along the way, I hope is what we've taught these guys. And, and sometimes you learn those lessons too, when you get fifth, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we teach them that too. But uh, I think that's the biggest thing is the, the lessons we've taught these kids. And when they come back, uh, you know, and see them and, you know, get invited to their wedding and, and they tell you they have kids. Uh, and that's when it kind of hits you that you're, you're doing the right thing here. Don, and I have a feeling you're going to give a similar answer, but I do want to point this out because it's impressive. I think 42 of 44 years you've been coaching, yeah. you've, you've made the state meet and you've won 11 state titles. I mean, that's yeah. impressive. How do you feel about the mark you've left on the program? Well, you know, that's all great. You know, we can walk by our trophy case and we, on the first day of practice, we tell the guys, walk by the trophy case, take a look in there. And, and uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a nice collection of trophies, but in the end, as Kevin said, 
Uh, it's really about the relationships that we build. And, and people think maybe there's some sort of deep, dark secret that we have. Our training is really simple. It's really basic. It, there's a, a simple formula that we follow year after year. There's a simple strategy that we give our guys when we send them out to race. Uh, but if there is a secret, it's it's in the relationships that we build. And uh, that's where it's all at. And it always has been from the, the first day I started till till currently. And, and uh, uh, you know, it, it was a little easier at the beginning because I was just about their same age. I was almost one of the guys. And then I sort of morphed into this fatherly image. And now I'm the grandfatherly image. And uh, um, I, it still works. And uh, you, know, you can still build relationships uh, with with the young men on your team. And, and uh, you know, with, with Kevin here, I, th I think we uh, continue to do that. And I think we will continue to do that for a few more years at least. Hopefully Don can stay there for a long time, but... We know the program is in good hands with Kevin right by his side. That's all for this episode. If you have any other episode ideas, feel free to email sports at WSAW.com. We're always there for you. But until next time, take care. Take care.